Hi, friends. You're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we will take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we are all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Welcome back to Created, everyone. It is a fun day. We have all three of us back together on the podcast, which is awesome. And this uh, episode actually is going to kick off a series that we're going to be doing about... Uh, each other. So we've talked about so much how we have maybe all kind of shared a lot, obviously, as we come on here and just different uh, things that we've gone through depending on the topic. But as we're talking about womanhood this season and the fact that all of us are in very different seasons and we haven't really actually gotten truly to be able to take the time to stop and allow kind of each one of us to maybe just share our heart on certain things. We wanted to do that. And so we're going to kind of treat these interviews as like having a guest on. (laughs) So two of us are going to be doing the interviewing process. And today we are interviewing Taffy. So (laughs) yeah. As she nervously laughs. I love it. Um, but yeah, so today we're just going to spend some time asking Taffy uh, some questions. Obviously, the heart of these ones are, are also going to be geared around womanhood and worth and identity and all the good stuff that we love on the podcast. So anyways, let's just jump right in to our first question. And like how we asked all of our guests previous the question about worth and identity and what the Lord has been, or a lesson that the Lord has taught them. We're shaping this question a little different for you, Taff, but it's kind of the same. So how do you see yourself in this season of life in regards to your worth and identity and what is the Lord teaching you in that? (laughs) So this season has just been, uh, to say it in a very beautiful and um, not so great way, it has been the pits. Um, it's just, it's been very different from what I would have expected it to be. But one thing I am learning as I am walking out the season is that actually every decade of my life, like every time when I reach a decade, every 10 years, I really feel that the Lord starts shifting things. And it's like, it's not just an easy shift. It's a drastic shift. So when I turned 30, the Lord started really nudging on my heart um, about missions. I didn't know it was about missions. I just knew that there was going to be a drastic change in my life. And that's when I went and I did YWAM and did my DTS and yeah, long story short, we all know I ended up in YWAM and I've been there for the last nine years. But I think as I'm knocking on the door of 40, I feel like there's a shift that's coming again. And it makes you question your identity and your worth, like being a single woman and being in my late 30s about to enter 40 like there's a lot of doom and gloom I feel like there was doom and gloom when I entered 30 and I was still single and I was like hello I wanted to have my 4.5 kids by now 
no I didn't say 2.5 I was going big or going home um <laughs> I was like I should have had my 4.5 kids by now um and I was like Lord where is this promise so obviously pushing on the door of 40 I'm also going hello Jesus faithful in the last 10 years what is happening um but in that I feel the Lord is is really shifting things because you start questioning who am I um what what is my identity? What is my worth? Do I even have value on this earth? Um, have I done enough or have I done too much that I've missed out on, on certain opportunities? And my life has been very full and I'm so, so thankful for it. But I think as I'm going into my 40s, I'm really just pressing in and waiting on the Lord for just... Um, a word, a word of going, Lord, I want to live to the fullest. I don't want to be a sitting duck waiting for, for a promise to happen, but I want to be actively waiting. I want to be actively waiting for the things that you have promised and placed on my heart. But also I want to be fully present with the people that you have placed in my life and to bless them. And also for what I have learned, what am I passing on to the next generation? How am I spurring them on to be all that God has created them to be? because at the end of the day that is the core of my calling my calling is that I want people to realize what is the call of God on your life and are you pursuing it wholeheartedly and if you're not what is stopping you and what can get you to that point so yeah it's a bit of a tricky one I've been through some a lot of bumps of questioning my worth and my value but as I'm coming out of it and now realizing that I'm reaching another decade I'm asking the Lord what is it that you're asking of me in this next decade and how can I be fully present in that um, and enjoy it because I enjoy my 30s like yeah it was crazy and I was still single yeah yeah but I loved it it was a roller coaster when I look back I go what you did all of that stuff so I as I go into my 40s, I don't want to be a uh, Debbie Downer. I just want to be like, yeah, how can I live it to the fullest and still feel like I'm 23? Huh. <laughs> I think that that's like a good place to be tough too, of just like a sweet, as hard as it is. And like you said, it's been the pits lately to be in a place where God is just having you reflect and reevaluate like, where mm -hmm. am I going? What am I doing? And what is my purpose? Like, yeah. no matter, I think that that's just a good reminder to all of us to stop and reflect and kind of like what you guys talked about last week of just mm -hmm. that rest time that like we need that so that we don't get to a place where like you're at now of like, crap, now I'm like, I have to, I've been forced into this like, situation where I have to stop and I have to like reevaluate and it's been a lot on you but yeah. just to take that as like a lesson for us of of the the necessary gift that we have to to rest mm. and be like okay God what mm. do you have for me what what is my next step am I on the path like maybe you are on the path but even yeah. then it's good to just step back and just see what God has in store for you. And I think that you said all that very beautifully. Yeah. And I think the hard thing about that, which I think was my biggest struggle is when you are, are, are dealing with disappointment, you know, you've been waiting on a promise. It hasn't come yet. And you're dealing with that disappointment and you have a like a little bit of a strop with God you know you have like that teenage moment where you're kicking mm -hmm. and screaming and throwing your toys out the pram and going la 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 I don't want to do this anymore this is not fair you know what I mean and and 
I, I've had those moments, but in that, I think I had to come back to the promise of God is still good. And you know what? I did struggle with that. I did struggle for a while with the thing of, but God, you're so good. And I know that you're good. And I see the promises in people's life and I've seen it in my life. But right now I'm just really struggling with this. And I just want to have a strop. You know, I won't lie. I did say that to God. I just want to have a strop. <laughs> I just want to be a strappy teenager and just be like, wham, 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 wham. Why me? Why is this not, you know, but I think coming out of it and realizing the pattern and, and the journey that God has taken me through and knowing that I'm about to enter another decade and I don't want to miss it I don't want to spend years having a little tantrum and miss out on all that I could have done and the thing Mm -hmm. is that God is still good and even in those years that you miss out he will still replenish but actually how much more are we robbing of the goodness of what God can do in that moment when we shorten it because we spent the majority of it just having a teenage moment so I think that was the realization I came up to and I said you know what I don't I don't want to spend years having a teenage moment and being grumpy with Jesus I want to know what is the promise of my next decade and how do I live it to the fullest while I'm still holding an anticipation for the promise that you have said over my life so yeah I just, I just want to be real with the listeners to be like, so do you know good. what? It hasn't been yes. easy and I've had my <laughs> stroppy moments. You're just yeah. listening to the still at, coming to the end of it, but still on a little bit of a struggle bus. <laughs> and do you feel like this is kind of a left field question, but um, I'm throwing it at you anyways. Do you, I think as we were just, I was thinking about this from our conversation last week, even in sometimes in a place it's, in when you're in that tension i feel like sometimes of disappointment too with the lord we were talking about how you've recognized maybe picking or saying yes to maybe too many things it ends Mm -hmm. up sometimes you also just choose to like distract yourself maybe from the promises that you're not receiving and then (laughs) and then at the same time you're kind of putting yourself in a place maybe to not totally receive that because now you don't have time for that don't have that don't have space for that actually you know like I just as I was thinking do you feel like that's something that maybe is easy to do you know in that just sense of distraction like we were talking about last week a hundred and ten percent yes so one of the questions that you were going to ask me sorry I'm just going to go there one of the questions was what are the things that you are proud of in this season and you know what guys to be honest i looked at that question i was like nothing absolutely nothing i can write a book of all of the things i'm not proud of in this season since being back from ywam i'll be like i didn't do that right i didn't do i made all these mistakes but like amanda like what you're saying actually in that um in that place of transition and in waiting for that promise from the lord we get tired of the waiting we think it's going to happen because I came home and I thought three months, four months, I'm going to be back on the road. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. Hello, two years later, here I am. I'm still in the UK. Um, I don't see nothing is budging, basically. But in that somewhere along of those two years, yeah, I did get tired and I did actually just you know, be like, do you know what? What is this? What is the point? I still know that the Lord has called me to, to to stuff, but actually he was shifting and transitioning me into something new. And in that, in my waiting, I filled it up with a lot of stuff. 
I ended up just saying yes, yes, yes to things. And I didn't stop and reflect and ask the Lord, Lord, what are you? And, and I, do you know what, to be honest, I did ask the Lord, what are you asking me of this season? But I don't think I waited or even wanted to hear him say, wait a little mm. bit more. Or I didn't even think That's I wanted so to even hear him say, oh, don't take that. Because when it comes to value and my worth, I kept on going, but if I'm not doing this, then what is my worth? If I am still mm. not picking up stuff with YWAM, am I still a missionary? Am I still worthy mm. to say I'm a missionary? Even though I know that the Lord is putting me in this transition period, I just kept on picking up stuff because I wanted to attach my worth to still be doing things in the things that God has called me to be. So the label that I have is missionary. So in that, I'm still going, but I still need to be involved in this, this, this. And I ended up actually doing way more than what the capacity was for this season. And in doing too much in that, I run myself ragged and in that running myself ragged even though I'm still doing things for the, the Lord like we said in our last episode in doing that I actually wasn't spending solitude time with the Lord to actually hear what he wants to do in the next decade of my life and I I have been in a in the last few weeks month of actually putting that right putting up my hand confessing um you know, asking for forgiveness, you know, repenting, having tough conversations with my leaders of actually going, Do you know, what? I'm taking a step back and I need to make room to listen to the Lord, make room to spend time with him so that I don't spend the next two, three, five years just doing a lot of things. But actually, it has nothing to do with what he has called me to. So, yeah. Thank you, Taff, for being vulnerable. Yeah, <laughs> that. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> that is, I know, especially when we're talking about worth and identity, even just having that ability to reflect and see some of those things, it's obviously what brings us freedom and the ability to yeah. move forward in that. But like we've talked about so much in this season, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy and it doesn't mean that it's easy to no, share. But this is what this podcast about is about and this is what our community is about. And so I just really want to commend you for being courageous and sharing that because it's easy for us to share it when we're past it and we're like, this is where I'm at. Victorious. These are the things I learned. This is amazing. <laughs> this is where the Lord has me and this is what I can see. But when we're kind of still going through it, it's a lot harder to be able to share your heart in the way that you have and I just really appreciate you doing that so thank you for sharing we're not done obviously but (laughs) thank you (laughs) that was the first question yeah exactly (laughs) okay we thought we would break yeah I was gonna say that we thought we would break up the serious questions with a few fun questions so our first fun question for you Taff Uh is on an airplane window seat love this or aisle seat? 100% window seat. Window seat all the time, all day, every day. So future husband, if you're listening or if you're friends with somebody who's listening and goes, you know what, this is the wife for you. Future husband, always give me the window seat. If you want us to be happy in our relationship and if you want things to go well for you, always offer me the window seat when we book our flights always make sure that taffy has the window seat i know i sound like a diva but you know what i have done way too much traveling on flights and very long hours like if it's a two-hour flight 
I, I really, I'm not really bothered where we sit. You know what I mean? As long as you're by my side, future husband. But you know what I mean? But if we're doing long flights, even though I love you to the core, window seat all time, every day, all day. Okay? Yeah, that's it. Window seat. It. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that is too good. Well, kind of on the topic of traveling, one of my questions for you, Taff, was you have shared with us that you have lived in many different places <laughs> and have a lot of life experience in a lot of even just areas of the world you've lived and stuff yeah. like that. Have you been able to feel settled when you're in each place? Yeah. So the thing is that my personality, which is a lot like my dad, very much not like my mom. My mom is like a homebody, which is like my youngest brother. They're both homebodies. When they suck with the place, they just want to stay there. Whereas me and my dad are the adventurous ones. And and my middle brother, we're adventurous. But he's also, he's like, he's like the best of both worlds. He's like a homebody, but adventurous at the same time. But me and my dad are the adventurous. Like we will live anywhere. If you told us move today, if the adventure is exciting, we're like packing our bags, we're going. Um, which like when I look at it, I just go, actually, this is what the Lord was preparing preparing me in terms of missions and one thing that I learned very early on I think I was about 18 or 19 or 20 because I started going actually I don't look like everybody else I hadn't met any YWAMers by this point um, when I did meet YWAMers I was like you are my tribe you guys get it but you know before I'd met people from YWAM um, in missions I Everybody else was just so settled, so set on like, I found my place. This is where I'm going to be. Whereas my mind was always thinking, what's the next adventure? Where else can I live? And moving was never an issue for me. As long as I'm exactly where God wants me to be, as long as I have a sense of family, I am great. And wherever I go, God always gives me a sense of family. So whether that's why I have a lot of people that I'm not related to, but I call them family because I've lived in different places and there is a sense of family in that. Um, but I have to say there was a time when I was going through a, a massive transition and I know we've had Mele on the podcast before and she is one of my dearest friends, dearest mentors. And I was going through this transition. I was in a really hard time with leadership and, um, and God was just really pruning some things in my life, but also shaping me to be the leader that he was calling me to be. But in that, I had to make a decision to move to a different place and to start on a new adventure, um, with you know Papua New Guinea and doing that but in that I was looking for understanding for my leaders and when I went to speak to my leaders and I did the most humble and approached you know in in the best way that I could and I just was like oh okay this is what what is happening and I approached my leaders and they just were like oh okay just go now just and, and I was thinking oh can I leave my stuff here and then you know as I'm transitioning I'm like we're fellow YWAMers you'd understand and they were like no just pack all your stuff and just leave and, and I had this three month gap where I didn't have like a fixed abode. I didn't have a place where I could call home. And I was like, <gasps> so I like run to Melee, right? To her house. And I'm just like weeping my eyes out. And she's just like, what is this? And Melee's like, she is like, she's not very like, oh, here, here, there, there kind of person. <laughs> she's just like, get on with it. Sort yourself out. <laughs> but this is the most tender 
moment I've ever had with Mele. So she is like, <gasps> so she's never seen me like ball my eyes out like this, you know? So I'm like weeping like, <gasps> Mele, I have no home. What am I going to do? This is all my stuff. I have no way to live. And she's like, you always have a home with us. And I was like, but I have no home. And in that moment, I remember the Lord ministering to me and just going, Jesus had no fixed abode. When Jesus lived on this earth, he had no fixed abode, but there was never a moment where Jesus was homeless. There was never a moment where he never had a home. And in that, I realized actually, I, even in this transition and believing the Lord that I was to move on, I was actually putting my hope and my faith in man. And in that, that's where I was having this little breakdown where I was going, I have no home, I'm homeless. And I was speaking these words over myself. And the more I was speaking over them, over myself, I was starting to believe them. But in that moment where Mele was like, that's not true. And the Holy Spirit came in and he spoke and he said, Jesus had no fixed abode, but he was never homeless. So for me, when I look at all the places that I've moved around, home is where the heart is. I am never homeless. And one of the promises that God gave me was in um, Psalm 62, where he says, he sets the lonely in family, which means that wherever you go, you will never be lonely because God gives you family. Uh, you know, as long as you're where God is calling you to be, you know, if you start moving out mm. of the call of God, you, you know, things are going to be just a little bit crazy. But as you walk in what God has called you to be walking in, he will always give you family. He said it in his word. It's a promise and he will never return it void. So that's why no matter how many times I've moved and I love moving and it's in my DNA, but wherever I go, there is always a sense of family and there's always go I'm not homeless. Yeah. So mm. even if I'm sleeping on the That's floor, so I'm not homeless. <laughs> wow. What a good perspective. So I feel like I, I just learned a lot from you right there. I feel like I'm the opposite. Like <laughs> if I had to move somewhere, oh, oh no. But no, I, <laughs> those are truths that. Emily's like, Lord, did you hear that? No, no, I don't want to move. <laughs> she literally was like, oh, no, Lord, this no, is not no, a no. But I just love your perspective, Taff. I think that that. I just love the picture. I've never heard someone explain it like that of just Jesus had no like rooted home either. He was constantly like just on the mission. And yeah. if we live our life yeah. on the mission, you just explained it so yeah. beautifully. Like that is our home where we're supposed to be is our home with the mm -hmm. people that God has put around us. So, so good. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Taff. Very serious next question for you. This is a fun one. <laughs> Lipstick, chapstick, lip gloss. Which one and what is like your go-to right now? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, So lipstick all the way. All right. So right now I don't because I have this version of like, I like the au naturel. Like when you're just like, I want something to be there and I still want to be classy, but I don't want to have like just bare lips. Like ain't nobody needs that in their lives. You know what? Um, but this new thing that I found out is lipstick. So I have always been that kind of girl who is Did like, you just say I don't thing? want to make a new thing you found out I, well no 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 so it's it's not a new thing i i so you need to understand okay okay let me explain the story that. then you'll understand where okay, i come okay, from okay. because i've had a love-hate relationship with lipstick right okay so 
I have always been the kind of girl who I was a Christian at 12, blah, blah, blah. But I've always been kind of the girl that is like, I don't want the point where I put on makeup and when I take it off, there's no, like you can't, like there's a massive dis- difference. There's a massive difference to me having makeup on and the massive difference to me not having makeup on. I want to love who I am. So makeup is there just to accentuate the beauty of what's already there, which, you know, has been a bit of a struggle as the year- years have gone by to be like, hey, what is beautiful? But anyway, we're, we're there. I love myself. La, 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 la. Anyway, so when it comes to lipstick, right, there are some people where I've seen people wear lipstick and I just go, okay, I see what it's doing to you. It's not not doing it to me so how do I know the good lipstick and not the good lipstick and then you want the lipstick where it's like I'm 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 a person who likes makeup that's convenient for my everyday convenient for my busyness I'm not the girl who's put reapplying her makeup every five seconds every two minutes like I'm not that precious I will do it but I'm not precious about it so I need you to stay on and I need you to be on as I go about my business. So when it comes to lipstick, there hasn't been a lipstick that's been like, you put it on, it stays on, or or like when it does that little crackly bits and it's just so ghetto. When it's like cracking and things are just doing things, I'm like, the people in the movies do it perfectly. Why is it not happening to us in our everyday life? And I'm not reapplying my makeup every two minutes. I need you to stay on. Anyway, so I come back from missions and I'm like, I need my makeup game on. You know, I've been nine years in missions. I'm here for a while. Um, and I got fairy. One of my friends, I was like, girl, you know how to do it. Teach me, even though I was the one who first taught her. So now I'm like, Roll reverse. <laughs> it's been a while. Teach me how to do these eyebrows. <laughs> Teach me how to do this. Anyway, so she's not the one who told me about the lipstick. Then my other friend, a girl that um I was walking with, Daphne, she does her lipstick like on point. So I was like, girl, how does it stay on? So she was like, let me show you. So I have quite a few. Um, and one of them is um this Revlon one, and it's a 24-hour stay on. But the thing is that you need to apply it on perfectly because if you don't trying to take it off is like a mission. So you've ruined it. Like if you don't put it on correctly, it stays, you know? Anyway, so I found the right lipstick. So I've got my Revlon. Um, I've tried a few MAC ones. I found a good matte MAC one, which works well for me. And uh, and there's this other one, this other product online called Glossier. And it's got the right color that works well with my skin. So um, yeah, lipstick all the way. I'm loving this lipstick journey. I know it was a bit long-winded, but I, no, I, I feel had to like give we you the were... full story. <laughs> as passionate about the lipstick question than we were about these others and I am thriving this is what it's about <laughs> this is this you gotta, is you gotta understand I'm just that I'm just that kind of girl you know I will be roughing it up in the jungle but if I need to dress up I am up there and I'm doing the most um with it so lipstick girl oh right. that is too too good okay here we go transitioning back to a little more of a serious question lot more of a serious question Uh okay has it been hard for you to share about the honest struggle of singleness oh (laughs) I feel like I keep saying I'm 39 world I'm 39 but you know if you meet me in person I will say how old do you think I am and however old you think I am as long as you're ranging in the 20s we're good we're best friends but anyway coming back to singleness this birthday was so tough man I just was on the struggle bus and obviously when you're in transition you question everything 
you question why am I here on earth? Why hasn't this happened? Why is it happening to everybody else? And it hasn't happened to me. And I think um, one of the things I did share with, with my friends and she was like, and she nailed it. Um, and she said, Taffy, are you struggling with the singleness and not being married because you are not walking in, in your calling? You know, you're not doing the YWAM stuff. You're at a point where you're at pause and you're about to transition. And I said, actually, that's so true. Um, when I am in YWAM and I'm doing doing my stuff I really like singleness doesn't bother me like it doesn't bother me for a long extended period of time yeah there are moments where I go oh I'm single lord I so desire to be married and have children but but it goes on I come back to the promises of God and I just go lord you have promised I choose to rest on your promise but when I'm back home and I was in this when I've been on this transition period it was just hitting me left, right and center, especially living in a culture like my African culture is going when you're at a certain age, you need to have done A, B, C, D. And you know what? I am just that African girl that hasn't done A, B, C, D. One, yes, I'm very educated and I had a massive, amazing job, but now I'm a missionary. So that kind of bumps me way down the social scale. Let me tell you. So <laughs> I was up there as educated, having a good job. So now I've been bumped down to like at the bottom, like, what are you doing with your life? Do you even have purpose? Um, thank goodness I know Jesus. Cause then some people just go, oh, but she still knows Jesus. Do you know what I mean? So that bumps me up a little bit up the scale, but anyway, so I'm, I'm still at the bottom now. And the other thing that keeps me at the bottom is I'm 39 and I'm single and I don't have any children. So basically my value and my status in my culture is very low. Like I'm just considered as a nobody and something is completely wrong with me. And why am I not married and don't have children? So those things play on you and people don't actually say those words, but there is an unknown pressure of you're actually not living up to what society desires for you to be and this actually even happens in the church and I <clears throat> listened to a recent um preach by um Jackie Perry Hill and she was um talking about Hannah Hannah in the Bible and how she was barren for a very long time and one of the things that Jackie said in her preaching she goes the very people that Hannah was to get her encouragement from the body of Christ were the very people that were mocking her were the very people that were constantly poking at her barrenness. Like, what is wrong with you? You're not praying enough. You're not doing this. And and I, I just want to put it out there. You know, if you have any single people in your congregation, if you have any single people in 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 your in your fellowship and, and as Christian and as a friend, you know what? Love them. Lo- love them not so much of going oh, let me do this for you. Um, let me get you married. Let me do this. Actually include them in your everyday life. I have amazing friends who are married and have children, but when I am in their environment and when I'm in their space, I feel included. I feel loved. I feel valued because the issue isn't about my singleness. The, the, the thing that is brought up in our conversation is the interest in who I am and what God is calling me to be, but also the inclusiveness within their children. You know, when I am babysitting my friend's children or when I get involved in family events and we have family dinners together, that blesses my heart because actually that takes away the singleness. So I know some people do invite you and they're like, oh, 
you're single I'm fighting you because no it's actually just about come and be part of our family and be a part of it even if you haven't yet seen the promise be a part of what the Lord is doing and when I'm with those kind of people I feel celebrated I don't feel single you know I feel a part of God's family so yes it's been a struggle bus it's hard to share about um because sometimes people don't really quite understand it. They want to just fix the problem. But the thing is that actually be inclusive of single people in your everyday life. You know, when you're doing weekend stuff with your family, include them in it. Invite them in it. If you're going on holiday and you have that kind of single friend that goes well with your with your family, invite them in that. Because you know what? It is tough up in these streets, man. <laughs> Especially when you reach my age and the majority of your friends are married and they have children and they never seem to, it doesn't seem like they have time for you but actually it's about being included in the everyday life we just want to be a part of your life basically you know even if we are single <laughs> that's sweet Taff. i appreciate your honesty in that and i think too like i would say from my perspective it's really good to hear you say that that you want to be included and that that's like something that you desire because I think that there is this stigma or idea like, well, if I do invite them, then is that going to make it harder or like, you know, like, is it? So I just think that that's really good clarity to just be like, no, like, just welcome your friend, the people you love, married, single. Like, it shouldn't yeah. be about the yeah. fact that yeah. you're single. It's the fact that we love Taffy and we just want to be around Taffy and not overthinking yeah, what comes exactly. along exactly with, what it is. you know, that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. And, and, and we, and we feel that I feel that when, when it's about, I love Taffy and I just want her to be a part of our mm -hmm. lives. And my pastors do an amazing job of that. You know, like I love the three kids and I've grown with them since they were babies and, and things like that. And, um, and you know, like now they're in their teenage years, another one is in school, like the milestone of the journeys that they've gone through, they've so included them and their family that I feel a part of, a part of the family. And it's just, I, I don't feel single when I'm in their house. I don't feel single when I'm around them. I just feel a part of the family and I get to celebrate the milestones that the family mm. is going through just as part of, part of that. And I just want to put it out there because I, I may be a little bit more mature in my in my singleness. <laughs> Some people may be um, a bit struggling, like still on the on the beginning stages of struggling and trying to understand. That. And I want to be compassionate about that. And like M, like what you've said, I, I would just say get to know your single person and where they're at in their journey and what what are they struggling with and what is going to be helpful for them. And I think that's the best part about it. Like I was sharing with a friend of mine and I was like, oh, I'm getting that thing where I just want to cuddle a baby and just be like, ah, but I want the freedom to do that and just pop in at any time and just be like, I want to have baby time. And, you know, my friend, they're not having babies anymore. So I couldn't be like, have more babies. But I did share it with her and I said, I know you're not having any more babies, but I just miss the fact that I'm not going to have that moment where I can pop into your house at any time. If I live next door to Amanda, if I live next door to Emily, you know, that'll be a whole different situation because I'll be at their house. We will every have five babies for you to hold. Give me all the baby <laughs> love. 
<laughs> so, you know, everybody is in different seasons in their singleness and different acceptances in their singleness. And I'm just where I'm at. And I am blessed with amazing families that are very inclusive, even in my struggles. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Another fun one. Um, just before we wrap up with one more serious one. So if uh, you could switch lives with one person for a day, who would it be? I am so excited about this question. Okay, okay. So, all right. We're a Christian podcast. Yay, Jesus. So I'm going to give you a serious one and a non-serious one, just so that we don't get any haters out there going, girl, you're a Christian, blah, blah, blah. So, my serious one would be Priscilla Shira because girl, girl can preach the house down. And does she stick to the truth? Like there's no tomorrow. She'll be like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what the word of God says. Come on, let's be all that God has created us to be. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's all I'm saying about Priscilla Shira. I love you, girl. But let me tell you, the first person that came to mind when I saw this question, I said, if I could swap a day with one person, it would be Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I would totally do it. Because you know what? I just want to be on the talk show and just go, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Everybody gets a car. <laughs> we were dying. I just I just want to be that person. Oh my goodness, I love it. Can we not all just see Taffy doing that? Like, I feel like that just, uh, you know, simplifies your personality there. <laughs> And, and you know what it wouldn't even be like you know how she's like you get a car you get a car you get a car and I would be to the production team when I say everybody gets a car let's just have the streamers the poppers everything boom loud music have a nice soundtrack at the back <laughs> oh my goodness. that's what I, I would do it. I would just do the whole <laughs> shebang <laughs> I was so confused when you said that when we were talking earlier and now when you explain why you want to be Oprah Winfrey for a day mm -hmm. it makes complete mm -hmm. sense to your personality and just your giving spirit exactly. and just that you want to be able to give people their dreams like you said you said when we were talking about yeah. it like just yeah, give them much. what what pretty if much. you had all the money in the world you would just give it away which I think it says a lot about your and, heart and also another and another thing okay so I'm not a size zero. I'm not a skinny girl, but you know, <laughs> I've got a little bit of flesh that's patting me here and there. The thing that I love about Oprah is through all the phases of her journey in her weight, did she just not always look like the bomb? She always had her makeup on point. Her, her hair was on point. Them heels, girl, girl, girl. So <laughs> Uh, another thing of wanting to be Oprah is I would just get someone I was just to do my say, makeup. She also had an hair, entire team to do that for her on. every day. So that, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then just come on stage and be like, hey, I woke up like this. <laughs> that is exactly what I want to do. But then also be like, when I finish that, take everything off, be in my sweatpants, go and help the homeless or you know go on a mission trip or something but you know I'm just that kind of girl I'm a glamorous but also at the same time be all up in the jungle just roughing it with with no makeup on um so those are my two things Oprah I love Oprah. it love that you girl is too good. everything else mm. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that part <laughs> yeah oh my goodness this has been so fun okay last question for you Taff 
as we close, what Ooh. is one of the greatest pieces of advice you have received from someone? Mm. So it's the greatest piece of advice, <laughs> but also the worst, like the most humbling dagger in the heart kind of advice. So I talk about my lovely friend, Mele. And uh, when I first joined YWAM, she like when I looked at Mele, I was like, wow, this woman is on fire. I love her seeing a woman of color walking in her calling, but so vulnerable and and um, and just so, so true to what God is saying and walking in the fear of the Lord in that. But so relatable. <clears throat> so when I saw this, I was like gathered up the courage now I'm coming to the end of my DTS I'm like you know when you grow up in the church well I didn't grow up in the church but you know when you're when you're discipled in the church you're always told you know have a mentor have somebody that's walking alongside you and all that stuff so me coming from church background is like I need to get a mentor who's going to mentor me as I walk through this journey of missions I'm like I'm entering into missions back at back home I had my pastors they were mentoring me great so I'm like melee is the woman for me you know I need to seal this before I start this journey of missions so I'm coming to the end of my DTS I gather up the courage I know Taffy gathers up the courage I really do because you know if you ever met Mele she is a force to be recognized if you so I gather up Mele, the courage you have to like there's some courage that has to build up to do these things <laughs> you, you have to gather up the courage to step up to this mighty woman of God like now when I think about it I just go oh it's just Mele because you know we're really good friends now but at the beginning I was like mustered up all my courage I knew that this is what God had said I prayed about it so I walk up to her and I'm like hey Mele I just need to chat to you about something she's like yeah sure let's just chat and I'm like this is serious Mele and she's just trying to like have a friendly chat with me and I'm like we're we're about to have a serious deep chat take me seriously so she's like okay Taffy what is it and I said Mele in the most humblest way um so I've really been praying about this you know using all the Christianese that backs you up to say this is not just me waking up one morning and just saying be my mentor this is like serious stuff you know so I go, Mele, I've really been praying about it. So as I go in this journey of um, missions, I really would love for you to um, just pray and ask the Lord um, if you could be my mentor. So she just, she just looks at me and she goes, uh, no. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this woman, did she not hear all the things I've said? Me, listen to the Lord. This is what he's saying. Why are you saying no to me? And I'm like, Mele, she goes, uh, no, Taffy, I don't do that. I'm like, what? This is your responsibility as an older woman to be mentoring us young ones. I'm like, Mele, you know, you've got this, 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 this. I want to learn and I want to grow in my faith and in my spiritual giftings. And she goes, uh, yeah, Taffy, I don't do that. I'm not that kind of person. Like we can have conversations and chat and you can come to me and ask for advice, but no, I just don't do this mentoring stuff. And she goes, let me tell you what my mentor told me. And I'm like, no, I don't think I want to know what your mentor told you. She goes, let me tell you what my mentor told me, which is the best advice I've ever gotten. He said, I walked up to him and I said, oh, um, to the mentor, she said, um, can you mentor me? And he said, Mele, the greatest mentor that you will ever have that is better than me is the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to say the same to you, Taffy. The greatest mentor you can have is the Holy Spirit. And I just thought it was a cop out. So I just look at her like smile and just go, okay, thank you, Mele. But inside I'm dying, guys. I'm dying a million deaths going, really? How could you? So, you know, obviously being the respectful person that I am, I walked away and I just was like, Lord, Oh, it's so hard. And she did explain. She said, 
the Holy Spirit being your mentor is the best kind of mentor that you can ever have because what you're going to get is exactly what the Lord is asking you to do. Whereas I can, I can walk with you, but I'm going to get it wrong sometimes. And I'm going to give you advice that is going to send you in a path that is not where God is wanting you to go. So I would rather just cut the middleman and just take you directly to Holy Spirit. And it took me a while to get onto it. And, you know, I was a bit sour after that. And we still became friends. And you know what? Indirectly, she did mentor me. But actually it learned, it taught me about being reliant on the Holy Spirit rather than being reliant on man. So, you know, I kind of throw that out. I'm a bit more gentle when I am walking alongside and discipling and, and mentoring people. I'm a bit more gentle in what Mele was a bit, you know, she was cutthroat with me. I needed it. But, <laughs> but in the end, I'm always wanting to direct people to relying on the Holy Spirit as their mentor rather than relying on me as the voice of reason for their journey. Because you know what? I'm going to get it wrong. Sometimes my flesh is going to come in the way. I'm going to want to desire to direct you in a way that God is not taking you. And I'm going to see things that actually Holy Spirit is not is not doing in your life just for the desire of wanting the best for you, but actually it's not the best of where God is taking you. So it's the best advice that I ever got, but the most cutthroat advice I have to say. <laughs> I think that's good advice for all of us. Like, I mean, I, at first I feel like it's like, Oh, like, like you said, like dagger to the heart, you won't mentor me, yeah, but daggers. in her answer, that was her mentoring you and saying like Taffy, yeah, yeah. go to the Lord. Like the Holy spirit is the one that's going yeah. to give you clarity and answers. And I think that's a good reminder for all of us who may be in more of like a mentor season of life to ha always remember, yeah. like it is the Holy spirit that, guides us and directs us and that's yeah. that's how we need to be encouraging others and if you're in a place where you are being mm -hmm. mentored which i do feel like as women we play both yeah. roles we're being mentored we're mentoring mm -hmm. um yeah. and to always have that perspective that the holy spirit is our mentor and whether we're being mentored or yeah. mentoring that should be our first you know go-to is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I, and I, and I just want to jump in there and actually just say, um, for, for the maturity of where I was in my journey, it was the right mm. thing for Mele to say to me. So just in case there are people out there that are going, I don't need anybody in my life. Holy Spirit is mentoring me. You need people in your life and you need older and wiser, yeah. um, people that have gone through the journey that can speak reason into it. Yes. Mental, um, Mele said that she wasn't going to mentor me, but we continued to have, cause she said, I still want to be your friend and I still want to be, ha have a relationship with you. And when you're stuck about something, I want to pray with you. I want to do that stuff, but I'm not going to mentor mentor you and in that it was actually she was mentoring me to be honest <laughs> but she didn't she wanted to take away the label so I wouldn't be melee dependent but I would be Amen. holy spirit dependent so in that actually it was teaching me that I go to God first and then when I've gotten what I've gotten from God and when I'm I'm searching the scriptures, I go to her and I go, do you know what? I'm really praying into this and I'm really struggling with this. Can I get some wisdom into that? Or can you pray with me? 
and and help me as I navigate what this looks like. So so having my leaders around me and having people that are a voice of reason in that journey is good. But the first and foremost where I go to is Holy Spirit. Mm. He is the first and foremost that guides me. And then even when I do get that direction from them, I then go back to Holy Spirit again and I ask him, to, to help me understand what has been said and what has been done. So at the end of the day, Holy Spirit is weaved in through all of these conversations you're having, to how you're reading the Bible, to the things that you're reading, going, is that really you, God? Is it not you? Have you spoken? Have you not? Holy Spirit, Jesus left and he left us the Holy Spirit and said that he is the one who's going to guide us through as we navigate through life. So why are we looking for a person to replace us? But we are to be in fellowship and to be in relationship with each other. And we're to have those leaders and elders that are, you know, they're helping us navigate I am so glad you kind of added in that like last part, because I think we sometimes (laughs) go to those two extremes. It's either one end where it's like, yeah, this is my relationship with the Lord. And like, that's it. This is all that I have. You know, like, I don't need anybody else. I, I, I'm doing what the Lord's saying. You know, I don't need anybody's interjection into that. Or it's like, I can't make a decision unless somebody tells me that it's the right decision. Or I am needing your advice and your advice and your advice. And I just can't move. And I don't know what to do without it. And sometimes we find ourselves caught in the in-between of so independent or so dependent that we don't learn how to live independently dependent on the Lord. And so it's like, that's such a beautiful picture that you've given us in that advice. And I mean, what a way to close the episode because that could not happen. I think more like ideal. (laughs) Beautiful way. Um, But as we do close. And a beautiful picture. Wait, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. It, I feel like it, it is a beautiful picture as we talk about womanhood. The gift of womanhood and women in our lives is exactly what both of you just explained and talked about. That is a gift that we have from God to be sisters in Christ and encourage each other to be encouraged. And so I just thanks, Taff, for your wisdom today and just like man said already your vulnerability and just being honest in a currently hard situation and one that you are overcoming (laughs) and you see you know what god is (laughs) yes you're overcoming but it is harder to talk about it in the midst than it is once you're already over it so we really really appreciate you so appreciate and honor you you in that it was so much fun it was so much fun (laughs) and i'm glad that we got to just really be able to kind of dive into more of the wisdom of taffy because it's so 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 good and we just love that you can share your heart in the way that you have that's why we wanted to do this is to take time so we can give each other space to share the wisdom and the all the goodness that you have so that is where we want to leave it for today and i know without a shadow of a doubt there is going to be plenty people are taking away from this episode because i know emily and i have just listening to it right now (laughs) so we will wrap it up and we're excited to continue these um this little series that we're gonna do but we hope that y'all remember that you are created and we'll see you next time thank you so much for listening to the created podcast don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on you can find us at created.podcast on instagram and also on our website youarecreated.com 
Hope you join us next week. But until then, don't forget, you are created.